Welcome to the Bible in 260 podcast, the podcast that brings you through the entire Bible in 260 days. Have you ever wanted to read the whole Bible but struggled to do so? This podcast is meant to help you do it. With five 15 to 20 minute episodes per week, you will hear the entire Bible read to you. There will also be occasional brief notes to help explain context, as well as a concluding question or thought to consider. So welcome to the Bible in 260 podcast, your journey through the Bible in 260 days. Welcome to episode 245. Today, as we look at our passages, we'll notice the power of God's word, the power of God's word to lead people to repent, the power of God's word to protect people from those who seek to destroy them, and the power of God's word to restore all things, this creation, this universe, and those within it. So let's begin with Nehemiah chapter 7. When the wall had been rebuilt and I had positioned the doors and the gatekeepers, the singers and the Levites had been appointed, I then put in charge over Jerusalem my brother Hanani and Hananiah, the chief of the citadel, for he was a faithful man and feared God more than many do. I said to them, the gates of Jerusalem must not be opened in the early morning and keep them open until those who are standing guard close the doors and lock them. Position residents of Jerusalem as guards, some at their guard stations and some near their homes. Now the city was spread out and large, and there were not a lot of people in it. At that time, houses had not been rebuilt. My God placed it on my heart to gather the leaders, the officials, and the ordinary people so they could be enrolled on the basis of genealogy. I found the genealogical records of those who had formerly returned. Here is what I found written in that record. These are the people of the province who returned from the captivity of the exiles whom King Nebuchadnezzar of Babylon had forced into exile. They returned to Jerusalem and to Judah, each to his own city. They came with Zerubbabel, Yeshua, Nehemiah, Azariah, Ramiah, Namahamim, Mordecai, Bilshan, Mispareth, Bigvi, Nahum, and Bana. The number of Israelite men was as follows. The descendants of Parash, 2,172. The descendants of Shephatiah, 372. The descendants of Ara, 652. The descendants of Pahath Moab from the line of Yeshua Moab, 2818. The descendants of Elam, 1254. The descendants of Zatu, 845. The descendants of Zakai, 760. The descendants of Benui, 648. The descendants of Babai, 628. The descendants of Azgad, 2322. The descendants of Adonaikim, 667. The descendants of Bigvi, 2067, the descendants of Adin, 655, the descendants of Atir through Hezekiah, 98, the descendants of Hashum, 328, the descendants of Beziah, 324, the descendants of Harif, 112, the descendants of Gibeon, 95, the men of Bethlehem and Nephtaphah, 188, the men of Anathoth, 128, the men of the family of Asmapheth, 42, the men of Kirith-Jerim, Kirifira and Biroth, 743, the men of Ramah and Gibeah and Geba, 621. The men of Michmash, 122. The men of Bethel and Ai, 123. The men of, of the other Nebo, 52. The descendants of the other Elam, 1254. The descendants of Harim, 320. The descendants of Jericho, 345. The descendants of Lod, Hadid, and Ono, 721. The descendants of Sena, 3930. The, descend, the priests, the descendants of Jediah through the family of Yeshua, 973. The descendants of Emer, uh, 1052, the descendants of Pasher, 1247, the descendants of Harim, 1017, the Levites, the descendants of Yeshua through Cadmiel, through the line of Hodaviah, 74, the singers, the descendants of Asaph, 148, 
The gatekeepers, the descendants of Shalom, the descendants of Atir, the descendants of Talman, the descendants of Akub, the descendants of Hatata, the descendants of Shobai, 138. The temple servants, the descendants of Ziha, and the descendants of Hashufa, the descendants of Tabaoth, the descendants of Keros, the descendants of Zia, the descendants of Padon, the descendants of Lebanah, the descendants of Hagabah, the descendants of Shalmai, the descendants of Hana, the descendants of Gidal, the descendants of Gegar, the descendants of Reha, the descendants of Rezin, the descendants of Nakoda, the descendants of Gazim, the descendants of Azza, the descendants of Pasia, the descendants of Bezai, the descendants of Menuim, the descendants of Nafusim, the descendants of Bakbuk, the descendants of Hakupa, the descendants of Harthur, the descendants of Basluth, the descendants of Mahida, the descendants of Harsha, the descendants of Barkos, the descendants of Zerah, the descendants of Temna, the descendants of Neziah, the descendants of Haftapha. The descendants of the servants of Solomon, the descendants of Zotai, the descendants of Zophareth, the descendants of Peridah, the descendants of Jala, the descendants of Darkon, the descendants of Gidel, the descendants of Shephatiah, the descendants of Hatil, the descendants of Pokoreth Hazabiam, and the descendants of Amnon. All the temple servants and the descendants of servants of Solomon were 392. These are the ones who came up from Telmaha, Telharsha, Karub, Adan, and Emer, although they were unable to certify their family connection or their ancestry as to whether they were really from Israel. The descendants of Deliah, the descendants of Tobiah, and the descendants of Nakoda, 642. And from among the priests, the descendants of Hobiah, the descendants of Hakaz, the descendants of Barzillai, who had married a woman from the daughters of Barzillai the Gileadite, and was called by that name, they searched for their records in the genealogical materials, but none were found. They were therefore excluded from the priesthood. The governor instructed them not to eat any of the sacrifice, uh, sacred food until there was a priest who could consult the Urim and Thummim. The entire group numbered 42,360, not counting the 7,337 male and female servants. They also had 245 male and female singers. They had 736 horses, 245 mules, uh, 4,835 camels, 6,720 donkeys. Some of the family leaders contributed to the work, and the governor contributed to the treasury 1,000 gold drachmas, 50 bulls, and 530 priestly garments. Some of the family leaders gave to the project treasury 20,000 gold drachmas and 2,200 silver minas. What the rest of the people gave amounted to 20,000 gold drachmas, 2,000 silver minas, and 67 priestly garments. The priests, the Levites, the gatekeepers, the singers, some of the people, the temple servants, and all the rest of Israel lived in their cities. And when the seventh month arrived and the Israelites were settled in their towns, all the people gathered together in the plaza which was in front of the water gate. They asked Ezra the scribe to bring the book of the law of Moses, which the Lord had commanded Israel. So Ezra the priest brought the law before the assembly, which included men and women and all those able to understand what they heard. This happened on the first day of the seventh month. So he read it before the plaza in front of the water gate from dawn till noon before the men and women and those children who could understand. All the people were eager to hear the book of the law. Ezra the scribe stood on a towering wooden platform constructed for this purpose. Standing near him on his right were Mattathiah, Shema, Ananiah, Uriah, Hilkiah, and Maziah. On his left were Padiah, Mishael, Malkijah, Hashum, Hashbanadana, Zachariah, and Meshulam. Ezra opened the book in plain view of all the people, for he was elevated above all the people. And when he opened the book, all the people stood up. Ezra blessed the Lord, the great God, and all the people replied, Amen, Amen as they lifted their hands. 
Then they bowed down and worshipped the Lord with their faces to the ground. Yeshua, Bani, Sherabiah, Jamim, Akub, Shabbatiah, Hodiah, Masai, Kalita, Azariah, Josabad, Hannah, and Paliah, all of whom were Levites, were teaching the people the law, as the people remained standing. They read from the book of God's law, explaining it and imparting insight. Thus the people gained understanding from what was read. Then Nehemiah the governor, Ezra the priestly scribe, and the Levites who were imparting understanding to the people said to all of them, This day is holy to the Lord your God. Do not mourn or weep. For all the people had been weeping when they heard the words of the law. He said to them, Go and eat delicacies and drink sweet drinks and send portions to those for whom nothing is prepared. For this day is holy to the Lord. Do not grieve, for the joy of the Lord is your strength. Then the Levites quieted all the people, saying, Be quiet, for this day is holy. Do not grieve. So all the people departed to eat and drink and to share their food with others and to enjoy tremendous joy, for they had gained insight in the matters that had been made known to them. On the second day of the month, the family leaders met with Ezra the scribe, together with all the people, the priests, the Levites, to consider the words of the law. They discovered, written in the law, that the Lord had commanded through Moses that the Israelites should live in temporary shelters during the festival of the seventh month, and that they should make a proclamation and disseminate this message in all the cities and in Jerusalem. Go to the hill country and bring back olive branches and branches of wild olive trees, myrtle trees, date palms, and other leafy trees to construct temporary shelters as it is written. So the people went out and brought these things back and constructed temporary shelters for themselves on each of their roofs and in his courtyard and in the courtyards of the temple of God and in the plaza of the water gate and the plaza of the Ephraim gate. So all the, all the assembly which had returned from exile constructed temporary shelters and lived in them. The Israelites had not done so from the days of Joshua, son of Nun, until that day. Everyone experienced very great joy. As were read in the book of the law of God day by day, from the first day to the last, they observed the festival for seven days, and on the eighth day they held an assembly as was required. And on the twenty-fourth day of this same month, the Israelites assembled. They were fasting and wearing sackcloth, their heads covered with dust. Those truly of Israel descent separated from all the foreigners, standing and confessing their sins and iniquities of their ancestors. For one-fourth of the day they stood in their place and read from the book of the law of the Lord their God, and for another-fourth they were confessing their sins and worshipping the Lord their God. Then the Levites, Yeshua, Beni, Benui, Kadmiel, Jabaniah, Bani, Sherebiah, Bani, and Kanai stood on the steps and called out loudly to the Lord their God. The Levites, Yeshua, Kadmiel, Bani, Hashabaniah, Sherebiah, Hodiah, Shebaniah, and Pathiah said, Stand up and bless the Lord your God. May you be blessed, O Lord our God, from age to age. May your glorious name be blessed. May it be lifted up above all blessing and praise. You alone are the Lord. You made the heavens, even the highest heavens, along with all their multitude of stars, the earth and all that is on it, the seas and all that is in them. You impart life to, the all, to them all, and the multitudes of heaven worship you. You are the Lord God who chose Abraham and, I, and brought him forth from Ur of the Chaldeans. You changed his name to Abraham. When you perceived that his heart was faithful towards you, you established a covenant with him to give his descendants the land of the Canaanites, the Hittites, the Amorites, the Perizzites, the Jebusites, and the Gergesites. You have fulfilled your promise, for you are righteous. You saw the affliction of our ancestors in Egypt, and you heard their cry at the Red Sea. 
you performed awesome signs against Pharaoh, against his servants, and against all the people of his land, for you knew that the Egyptians had acted presumptuously against them. You made for yourself a name that is celebrated to this day. You split the sea before them, and they crossed through the sea on dry ground. But you threw their pursuers into the depths, like a stone into surging waters. You guided them in it with a pillar of cloud by day, and with a pillar of fire by night, to illumine for them the path they were to travel. You came down on Mount Sinai, and you spoke with them from heaven. You provided them with just judgments, true laws, and good statutes and commandments. You made known to them your holy Sabbath. You issued commands, statutes, and laws to them through Moses your servant. You provided bread from heaven for them in their time of hunger, and you brought forth water from the rock for them in their time of thirst. You told them to enter in order to possess the land that you had sworn to give them. But they, our ancestors, behaved presumptuously. They rebelled and did not obey your commandments. They refused to obey and did not recall your miracles that you had performed among them. Instead, they rebelled and appointed a leader to return to their bondage in Egypt. But you are a God of forgiveness, merciful and compassionate, slow to get angry and unfailing in your loyal love. You did not abandon them, even when they made a cast image of a calf for themselves and said, This is your God who brought you up out of Egypt. Or when they committed atrocious blasphemies. Due to your great compassion, you did not abandon them in the wilderness. The pillar of cloud did not stop guiding them in the path by day, nor did the pillar of fire stop illuminating for them by night the path on which they should travel. You imparted your good spirit to instruct them. You did not withhold your manna from their mouths. You provided water for their thirst. For forty years you sustained them. Even in the wilderness they never lacked anything. Their clothes did not wear out and their feet did not swell. You gave them kingdoms and peoples, and you allocated them to every corner of the land. They inherited the land of King Zion of Heshbon and the land of King Og of Bashan. You multiplied their descendants like the stars of the sky. You brought them to the land you had told their ancestors to enter in order to possess. Their descendants entered and possessed the land. You subdued before them the Canaanites who were their inhabitants of the land. You delivered them into their hand, together with their kings and the peoples of the land, to deal with them as they pleased. They captured fortified cities and fertile land. They took possession of houses full of all sorts of good things. Wells previously dug, vineyards, olive trees, and fruit trees in abundance. They ate until they were full and grew fat. They enjoyed to the full your great goodness. Nonetheless, they grew disobedient and rebelled against you. They disregarded your law. They killed your prophets who had solemnly admonished them in order to cause them to return to you. They committed atrocious blasphemies. Therefore, you delivered them into the hand of their adversaries who oppressed them. But in the time of their distress, they called to you, and you heard from heaven. In your abundant compassion, you provided them with deliverers to rescue them from their adversaries. Then, when they were at rest again, they went back to doing their evil before you. Then you abandoned them to their enemies, and they, and you gained, they gained dominion over them. When they again cried out to you in your compassion, you heard from heaven and rescued them time and again. And you solemnly admonished them in order to return them to your law. But they behaved presumptuously and did not obey your commands. They sinned against your ordinances, those by which an individual, if he obeys them, will live. They boldly turned from you. They rebelled and did not obey. You prolonged your kindness with them for many years, and you solemnly admonished them by your spirit through your prophets. Still they paid no attention, so you delivered them into the hands of your neighbor, of the neighboring peoples. However, Due to your abundant mercy, you did not do away with them altogether. You did not abandon them, for you are merciful and a compassionate God. So now our God, the great, powerful, and awesome God, who keeps covenant fidelity, 
Do not regard as inconsequential all the hardship that has befallen us, our kings, our leaders, our priests, our prophets, our ancestors, and all your people, from the days of the kings of Assyria until this very day. You are righteous with regard to all that has happened to us, for you have acted faithfully. It is we who have been in the wrong. Our kings and our leaders, our priests and our ancestors have not kept your law. They have not paid attention to your commandments and your testimonies by which you have solemnly admonished them. Even when they were in the kingdom and benefiting from your incredible goodness that you lavished on them in the spacious and fertile land you have set before them, they did not serve you, nor did they turn from their evil practices. So today we are slaves. In the very land you gave to our ancestors to eat its fruit and to enjoy its good things, we are slaves. Its abundant produce goes to the kings you have placed over us due to our sins. They rule over our bodies and our livestock as they see fit, and we are in great distress. Because of this, we are entering into a binding covenant in written form. Our leaders, our Levites, and our priests have affixed their names on the sealed document. And we'll have to leave it there. And I hope you notice as we read through this, while there was a lot of names, uh, as they read out God's word, the law, which would basically be most of what we call our Old Testament, the people were cut to the heart, they grieved, it led to repentance, and it led to, to praying uh, for forgiveness and asking God to forgive them, owning very honestly all the sins of their ancestors and their own. And that's the power of God's word at work. And now we turn to Psalm 140, which is a psalm which cries out to God to do work in saving people from their enemies, which again is calling out to him to do something that only he has the power to do. Psalm 140. For the music director, a psalm of David. O Lord, rescue me from wicked men. Protect me from violent men who plan ways to harm me. All day long they stir up conflict. Their tongues wound like a serpent. A viper's venom is behind their lips. O Lord, shelter me from the power of the wicked. Protect me from violent men who plan to knock me over. Proud men hide a snare for me. Evil men spread a net by the path. They set traps for me. I say to the Lord, you are my God. O Lord, pay attention to my plea for mercy. O Sovereign Lord, my strong deliverer, you shield my head in the day of battle. O Lord, do not let the wicked have their way. Do not allow their plan to succeed when they attack. As for the heads of those who surround me, may the harm done by their lips overwhelm them. May he rain down fiery coals upon them. May he throw them into the fire from bottomless pits they will not escape. A slanderer will not endure on earth. The calamity will hunt down a violent man and strike him down. I know that the Lord defends the cause of the oppressed and vindicates the poor. Certainly, the godly will give thanks to your name. The morally upright will live in your presence. And again, it's only God's power that can protect people in those times. And yet, God's power is also displayed in Revelation chapter 7, which describes the sealing of a large multitude of people from Israel and then from the tribes and peoples from all nations showing God's incredible mercy and power to restore. Revelation 7. After this, I saw four angels standing at the four corners of the earth, holding back the four winds of the earth, so no wind could blow on the earth, on the sea, or on any tree. Then I saw another angel descending from the east who had a seal of the living God. He shouted out with a loud voice to the four angels who had been given permission to damage the earth and the sea. He said, do not damage the earth or the sea or the trees until we have put a seal on the foreheads of the servants of our God. Now I heard the number of those who were marked with the seal, 144,000, sealed from all the tribes of the people of Israel. From the tribe of Judah, 12,000 were sealed. 
from the tribe of Reuben, 12,000. From the tribe of Gad, 12,000. From the tribe of Asher, 12,000. From the tribe of Naphtali, 12,000. From the tribe of Manasseh, 12,000. From the tribe of Simeon, 12,000. From the tribe of Levi, 12,000. From the tribe of Issachar, 12,000. From the tribe of Zebulun, 12,000. From the tribe of Joseph, 12,000. From the tribe of Benjamin, 12,000 were sealed. And after those, these things, I looked, and here was an enormous crowd that no one could count made up of persons from every nation, tribe, people, and language, standing before the throne and before the Lamb, dressed in long white robes and with palm branches in their hands. They were shouting in a loud voice, Salvation belongs to our God, who is seated on the throne, and to the Lamb. And all the angels stood there in a circle around the throne and around the elders and the four living creatures, and they threw themselves down with their faces to the ground before the throne and worshipped God, saying, Amen. Praise and glory and wisdom and thanksgiving and honor and power and strength be to our God forever and ever. Amen. Then all, then one of the elders asked me, These dressed in the long white robes, who are they and where have they come from? So I said to him, My Lord, you know the answer. Then he said to me, These are the ones who have come out of the great tribulation. They have washed their robes and made them white in the blood of the Lamb. For this reason they are before the throne of God, and they serve him day and night in his temple. And the one seated on the throne will shelter them. They shall never go hungry or be thirsty again, and the sun will not beat down on them, nor any burning heat, because the Lamb in the middle of the throne will shepherd them and lead them to springs of living water, and God will wipe away every tear from their eyes. What a beautiful picture uh, that uh, we see here in Revelation 7. This incredible multitude of people before the throne of God praising him because they are people who God, by the power of his word, restored through the work of Jesus, the lamb who was slain, the shepherd who leads and guides, the God who truly does have the power to save. Thanks for listening to the Bible in 260 podcast. May what you have heard speak to your heart and mind today. The scriptures quoted are from the Net Bible, HTTP, netbible.com, copyright 1996-2019, used with permission from Biblical Studies Press, LLC, all rights reserved. Our theme song for the podcast is The Call by Emily Ruth. You can find The Call and other music by Emily Ruth on Apple Music or Spotify or wherever you find your music. You were always there.